Andy Reid, the best uh, coach in the history of the NFL, off a bye. He's essentially off a bye. Eagles haven't played an offense anywhere close to as good as Kansas City's. Did you make a Super list? Super Bowl 57. Did you make a list on your own of uh, things to check off on reasons that you can tell yourself why the Chiefs are going to beat the Eagles? Like, did you do that on your own? Yeah, I did that on my own. Did you ask somebody to no, help? No, I made a list all by myself. Really? That's exactly How right. How many things are on the list? Because it seems like you've got a bunch. Yeah. And every once in a while, you just kind of throw I it out there. I just throw it out there now and then for fodder. Yeah. Put it out there just so the, just so the people listening have all the information at their disposal uh, prior to making a financial decision, which uh, more people will make this year than any year our planet has existed to the tune of. This is crazy to me. $16 billion will be wagered legally coast-to-coast coast on the Super Bowl. And I, uh, I I did a little investigation. That's crazy. The far majority of the straight wagers on this game are on the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you want to read a story about one of these smaller sports books going out of business, it'll be the week after the Super Bowl. Because over 70% of the straight money uh, is on the Philadelphia Eagles. So, the American public's either going to take a bath or the casinos are. But it is a significant number. Hmm. $16 billion. I think it's a part and by of... the way, that's legal money. Yeah. And so there's obviously a lot more. I think a part of why the money's on Philadelphia is what I said to you earlier. And it's affecting me, I admit it, is the recency bias. Yeah, for that. And I know they're a slight favorite, but they're favorites. Right. But they, they yeah. just played two football games yep. in the postseason in mm-hmm. which they were not close. So let's play this out they for a second. They annihilated their Let's have an honest, open conversation. They dominated the New York Giants. It was an embarrassment. Yep. And, yeah, the Purdy thing that obviously played a role, uh, but they blew out the San Francisco 49ers, right? Right. Kansas City struggled, to be fair, barely got by Jacksonville, but got by them, had the injury to their quarterback, Mahomes, Mm -hmm. and then had a very tight game and a well-played game. Uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals that they won on the last play of the game by a field goal. Two close games. Yep, 100% right. How come uh, if everybody's on Philly Mm -hmm. and Philly blew their opponents out, how come it's essentially a pick Because of the respect for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, they are proven commodities. Gambling doesn't work that way. No, I think it does. I'm just just trying to help you You think that Patrick Mahomes' history of being in a Super Bowl doesn't help out? Why the Kansas City Chiefs are getting respect at all? If everybody, everybody, and I got, I checked. Mm -hmm. I made a phone call to find out, you know, is it 50 50? Is it leaning one way? It is overwhelmingly. So, uh, you you've gambled for a long time. You've no, no, but you got to explain this to me yeah. because I I'm why confused. isn't the spread three now? I'm still confused. Or four now. Like you just said something <clears throat> moved go ahead, on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, correct bring me it back. Because I don't back, know. Bring it back. Bring it back. You're telling me that the history of this franchise over yeah. the last few years, yeah. Mahomes' Super Bowl experience, Jalen yes. Hurts has none. Right. Andy Reid's now Super Bowl experience, yep. Nick Sirianni has none. This franchise had gone to five consecutive AFC championship games. They probably could have won every game they been. They could have been in five straight Super Bowls. Theoretically, You're yeah. telling me that has no factor Correct. in terms of the point spread? None whatsoever. I find that hard to believe. I mean, they're different teams, different players, right? No, they're not. Patrick Holmes is the same guy. Patrick Andy Holmes Reed. is the same well, guy. That's, that's and he's me. little banged up. You're talking just about him and the coach? I'm with yeah, you, okay? like the Patriots have always gotten an extra respect over the years based on their accomplishments. They don't set, they don't set spreads based on that, though. 
It's based on how you got there this year and uh, the matchups this year. And I agree that the Eagles have probably more skill talent outside of quarterback. Their lines are higher rated. I'm with you on that, too. And if the majority, the far majority right. of straight money is on Philly, I'm just asking the question. Right, I got another answer. Why hasn't the, first the spread moved an inch okay, give you in more Philly's answers. direction? Kansas City has won, what is it now, six in a row? Uh, six or seven. Yeah. They've lost three games all season. They're 14 and three. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there's a recency bias maybe in my head and a few other heads of, hey, the Eagles have looked dominant. The sure. haven't. Sure. Kansas City is 16 and three. Yep. Okay, I'll answer that. I mean, they should be respected. Now, I think, and I think you agree with me, Mahomes is fine. All right, the angle's not going to be an issue, but okay. No, I, I think let's he's... say he's 90% makeup number. He's not 100%, right? I don't. I, is he fine? He's going to be fine, but he's not 100%, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Their wide receiving core decimated mm-hmm. with injuries last week. Now, Juju's going to play, they say. Kadarius Tony's going to play, they say. And Nicole Hardman is not going to play. Hardman's out, but they did activate Hilaire. And Hardman barely played this year anyway. Missed half the season, so right. whatever. Pacheco's their go-to running back now, obviously, right? Right. Another reason why that spread should be higher. No, I disagree. Banged-up quarterback, decimated wide receivers, and the Eagles have more talent outside of quarterback. Number one offense in the NFL. Go ahead. They won 14 out of 17 games. They're uh-huh. a proven commodity, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm, well, I'm just trying to help you out. I don't and know listen, what you're trying to help me out with. You just, shh, 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 don't I, say it. Don't I'm say what? To I don't know what, 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 what. I'm just answering your questions. And I'm just trying to do, be a solid friend here. But what, what advice are you giving me? Uh, here's Pick the advice Kansas I'm City. you. I no longer gamble because I'm a compulsive gambler. Right. All right. So uh, I'm very careful talking about point spreads because it's not good for me to do. This, however, is the Super Bowl, and more people will wager on this game, obviously, than any other event all year long. So I do think I have a duty and a responsibility just to make people aware of what's going on. You got to make your own decision. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying pay attention to what's happening. I got you, Evan. No, you don't. Now you do what you got to no. do. You do what you got to do. I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Right. I'm going to lead you to the water, but you have to make your own decision and live with it. Evan, I think what he's saying. No, 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 no. Okay. Go ahead. All right, well, I'm just saying that the line hasn't moved, yet 70% of the bets are on Philly. So if the book's purpose is to try and get 50-50 on the bet, they want to be down the middle, why hasn't it moved that's to get a, more people on Kansas City? That's a by the way, but go ahead. But when and you it think, has never happened in the history of gambling, but it's it's one of those like well, they're tra- ultimately um, things they're, people say, but it's not the case. Okay, they're not so. trying to get you wouldn't. Then why are you concerned? Why are you confused by the line not moving? Good, you make your no, points. but I'm saying your point is is that you would think the they don't want to get killed if Philadelphia wins. They want to move the line to get more money on Kansas City. That part is true. So not to get even money, but that's well, you know, but it tells but you the books goal. are comfortable with this number. Yeah, the books even are though all the money the is going on the yeah. Eagles, they're still comfortable with that number. They would move it if they were uncomfortable. They seem pretty happy with what the number is. They're yes. doing well and they've done well. I guess, the book I, is not your. They know friend, what they're doing. I guess what I decide. Not your friend. No. The book is not your friend. <laughs> I guess when I decide who I think is going to win a football game, and I could be right or wrong, as we've seen, right. I'm not looking at the line. And I know that a lot of people do, and maybe that gives you indication sometimes. I'm watching the football teams. I've seen the football uh, and teams. Nothing wrong with that. And then you're just trying to make a prediction based on what we watched and based on what we projected. So yes. while I can't dictate why the line is a certain place, what I can tell you is that the Kansas City Chiefs are on the verge of being a dynasty. Yeah. 
They have a head coach that's now making an argument as one of the great head coaches of all oh, time. He's already in the Hall of Fame. They have a quarterback that is universally agreed upon as the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes. They've been here before. Yeah. They just beat a team that even I thought they couldn't knock off in the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Now, nothing I've said has anything to do with betting, but it's the reality of who the Kansas City Chiefs are yes. and why they deserve respect. Whether you think they're going to win or not. By the way, I don't disagree with anything you just said. And that's there. all I'm saying. Okay. Thank you. Just be careful. <laughs> uh, uh, just be careful, guys. Like, you know, you work hard for your money. Make an educated decision. And if that decision comes up, Philly or Kansas City, however you process well, that information, I, uh, go with it. Be I'm smart not, about it. But, I'm not a big better, yeah. but here's what I do when I do bet money. Yeah. I don't bet point spreads because I care about winners and losers. I mean, this game's essentially a pick em, but uh, No, no, but it's the ahead. same thing when I'm betting basketball yeah. tonight. Are the Nets going to win or are they going to lose? Now, I get the way money lines work. You got to put more money out sure. to win if a team is a favorite. So the point, that's why when I hear all this talk about spreads, and I get what you're saying, yeah. you know what you're saying yeah, too, yeah, yeah. I try to ignore it. It comes down to who's going to win the football game. Because at the end of the day, I know people are betting on point spreads. I want to know who's going to win. I want to know, like if the Kansas City Chiefs cover the number, yeah. but the Eagles win, are you, you going to be happy? Depends if they you bet the, on Kansas City. F that. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're partying in Philadelphia. They are, but They're you're not. winners. We're losers. That's all that matters. Yes, except if you have money on it, right? I get that, but in history, in the history books, yeah. if I went and picked a Super Bowl from 15 years ago, yeah. would you have any idea if that team covered? Would you remember? I mean, sadly, I might. If you bet on it, you did. For sure you but did, yes. history is about the team that won and uh, the team that lost. Uh, not all the time, but some of the time. Like when we talk about the Jets winning Super Bowl three, we always talk about how they were sixteen and a half point underdogs. Yeah, but right? not because of the betting, but because of how little shot they were given to win the game. By the way, did you happen to hear the question that Nick Sirianni was asked yesterday at Media Day? He was asked a lot of dumb questions. One in particular. I love this. I, I wish I could tell you asked. I don't know. Here's the question to the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles last night: Is Sunday's game uh, must win? <laughs> He gave a one-word answer. You know what? <clears throat> he said, yeah. <laughs> I want to make something very clear because you know I respect you. I am not talking about you when I say this, but I happen to turn on one of these dopey, brain-dead sports talk TV shows. And I wasn't watching it. I just saw the graphic because I was yeah. at the gym this morning. And the graphic was, who's got more pressure to win the Super Bowl? That's in the same vein, it's a dumb that. question. That's why I didn't say it's about you. Thank you. In the same vein, it's a dumb question. Who's got more pressure? They both that? do. They're both trying to win a Super Bowl, dude. Yeah. Who has more pressure? But these are the kinds of inane things we talk about yeah. in the days leading up to the Super Bowl. Well, no, not all of us. Well, some of you. Well, you'll tell me off air. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw the graphic and I said, oh, my God. Yeah. They're, they're debating this? Who's got the most pressure who gives a rat's ass? Who's got, they're in the I Super mean, Bowl. isn't the answer everybody? Everybody's got pressure. Here it's one game to be a champion, period, stop. I hate that. Yeah, there's no pre There's no more pressure on Philly than there is Kansas City or vice versa. Well, you know, Mahomes is in his third. He's already won one. No, this is it. There's all, all the pressure. And I've been told by a million guys that once the game starts, it's just another game. That it really is. They don't think. As much as we process the moment, like, oh, you must be so you know, nervous. Once the quarterback says hut, 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 the very first time, 
most dudes go back into the, the robotics of, I'm playing football, I've got to run seven yards and make a right, I'm going to go do that. Yeah, I, tell me if this makes sense to you. A few giant players have come out and said, yeah, we were flat against the Eagles. There was no energy on the bench against the Eagles. Yeah. And I hear that, and a part of me says, how is that possible? Right. It's a playoff game. Right. But it made me think of what you just said, that, oh, it's the same kind of game. Yeah. So if you could be, quote-unquote, flat in a playoff game, maybe it just proves your point that it is like any other game. For those it guys, starts- it is, I think we treat it differently. I think uh, for the athletes that play in it, They've all said to me, leading up to the game, jitters, nerves. Some guys are in the bathroom. Some guys pacing, all that stuff. But as soon as they're on the field in uniform and they're getting hit or running patterns or whatever right. the case may be, it's just another game to them because they're so focused. Like the way they've described it as it's like the most tunnel vision you could ever be in your lifetime. You're not thinking it's third and seven in the Super Bowl, right? You're thinking it's third and seven. I, I got to get a first down. I could imagine the things that would be affected, and you kind of refer to it, is that the time in between timeouts. That's different. Like going to a Super Bowl, you know. Well, you know it. what the biggest thing they say is different. Halftime. Halftime. Yeah, that's true. Because halftime is usually twelve minutes long. Right. Twelve minutes in the locker room. Go to the bathroom. Have a bite. Maybe the coach does or doesn't. You know, walk you through some crap, whatever it is, and you're back on the field, right? The Super Bowl halftime is like 20 minutes, I think. Right. That's the only difference for those guys. Well, what about the time, though, during regular timeouts and TV timeouts? They're longer. There was so much. Are they? It feels that way. Yeah, I don't know the answer. I don't think we notice it on TV because we're enthralled by the commercials and we're entertained. By the way. But when you're at the game, it feels like it's forever. Uh, Tell Paulie Paul that was not skim milk in the hot chocolate. So essentially, he screwed everything up? Are you sure about that? I just drank 20 ounces of whole milk, <laughs> and I didn't want to do that today because, as you know, I'm getting slim. And I've been, I'm have been i training, and I got 15 pounds and a couple of bicep curls to go until I'm rocking the Tom Brady underwear. And I looked at the cup. It does not say skim milk like I asked for. And I know that's not manly of me. And I'm a, you know, it's what it is. It is what it is. But he failed me. Did he acknowledge that? He said, I told the guy yeah, skim I milk. The guy, I so, the guy. I Did mean, you watch the guy make it? Did he take the, the, the green cat <laughs> milk out from underneath? No, well, I don't know. I said, I said to use skim. Yeah. I don't know if it's already pre-mixed, though. Did you ask him if it's pre-mixed? Yes, I said skim milk. Yeah, it doesn't. It, there's no skim milk in there. <laughs> I said I just all I can do with it, say skim milk. of whole fattening cow milk. And when did you realize that? When ounce, I finished ounce it. 18 <laughs> or 19? <laughs> when, yeah. when did you realize no, there was a problem? Oh, <laughs> when I was licking it off the sides of the cup because it's so much better than yeah. skim milk. <laughs> it's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Well, we're live, but we're going to go to uh, Dallas where uh, Kyrie Irving had his uh, introductory press conference. And apparently uh, he said some things that you're going to find objectionable. And then we'll get back to your calls, but let's hear what Kyrie Irving had to say as he was introduced to the Dallas media about his time in Brooklyn. In the seat today, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or, or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent. I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So um, I just want to change that narrative and write my own story and just continue to prepare the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. um, You know, I'm always going to be close with those guys in Brooklyn, just like I'm close with guys in Boston. 
because I have close to guys in Cleveland. Um, you know, it is a team competitive sport, but we care about each other's families way more off the court. So um, I know those, the relationships will extend off. Um, I'm just focused on preparing to win. What did you feel like the Nets did that was disrespectful to you? Uh, I think that's another uh, day where I could really go into detail about it. I, I'm not the person to really speak on names and go to someone behind their back and, and try to leak stuff to the media. That's never been me. Um, now, I've been an audience member watching people say things about me um, that ultimately just fall off my shoulder. Uh, I'm really uh, in a place that I, I'm grateful that I got to grow, I got to grow into uh, over the last year and a half, two years. Uh, spending time away from the, ba the basketball court gave me time to really appreciate life in a new way. And um, I just know I need healthy boundaries, especially in this entertainment business. There's a lot of disrespect that goes on with people's families, with their names, and I I'm just not with it. Uh, so it's not personal against any of those guys against in the front, front office. It's just what I'm willing to accept. Um, and I took a chance, and luckily and fortunately, Dallas Mavericks picked me up. So it's just all what I can control. All right, so the two things that stood out to me. Number one, he uh, felt disrespected here, and yet, if I tell me if I have this wrong, he opted into the contract. He didn't have yes. to do that. Yeah. So well, he, he opted in because there was no other the money, right? There were no other options for him. Right. So he opted in to take uh, the only money that was on the table despite, quote unquote, being disrespected. And number two, he wants people to talk about his work ethic, but how many games did he miss? He missed half the games. So it's kind of hard for you to want people to talk about your work ethic when you only played in half the game. Listen, games. man, I wanted when Kyrie Irving played basketball, he was a joy to watch. He's one of the great basketball he players to ever play. was not a disappointment while I watched him play basketball. He wasn't, for he's, the most part. He's a little crazy, though. He just wouldn't play basketball enough. It, can, it can't be any more simpler than that. He wasn't out there enough. And the Nets made a decision where they said, we can't give you another full max because you don't play enough. So we'll build in incentives to where if you do play enough, it'll become a full max, but we can't guarantee that to you. And that's what disrespected Kyrie Irving. But here's the reality. I don't believe, Craig, there's any team in the NBA right now that would give him that full max. Not one. Not the it. Lakers. Yeah. Not the Mavericks. Not anybody. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving had a chance this season to play basketball, win, get to free agency, and change the narrative that he just talked about. Right. And here's what he did after he came back from a suspension in which he sent a link out to an anti-Semitic movie. After he recovered from that, everything was great. He was playing well. He was celebrating. And out of the clear blue sky, he demanded a trade yeah. and basically said, if you don't trade me, I'm not going to play. That's not going to help him get what he wants. So here's what sucks about this. I would be lying to you. I would be a phony to you yeah. if I said the Nets are better off basketball-wise. They're not. Yeah, I could say they're better defensively and they've got more versatility. Their chance at winning a championship has become more difficult. It's not going to happen, okay? So it would be a lie for me to say this is great. It sucks is the reality. It sucks that he was unreliable. It sucks that he felt disrespected. It sucks that this didn't work out because it's not good for the Nets. And I don't think it's ultimately that good for him because I don't think he's going to get the contract he desires. So I hear him talk a lot of the word salad that I've gotten used to over the last three and a half years, but I can't say good riddance because that would basically imply that the Nets are better off. They're not really better off. 
I watched Spencer Dinwiddie's press conference. He's a lovable guy. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he said, well, we may not be the best package, but we're the best looking. Yes. <laughs> He's a funny, affable guy. Yeah. But that's not winning a championship. Look, Kyrie Irving's somewhat delusional. And uh, his off-the-court stuff, sadly, is a part of his legacy as an NBA player. Big part of his legacy. Because as a basketball player, there's very few guys that have ever had the skills that he possesses. No one's ever going to argue his ability purely as a basketball player. I've told you a million times as a diehard Knicks fan, he's one of the few guys I would pay money to go see because he's that good. Mm -hmm. He does things I've not seen guys uh, capable of doing a lot in my lifetime. But the off-the-field stuff, the court stuff, well, is a part of it, too. And I'm not even talking about the vax. No, that's, I mean, one, that's talking, one thing of many, I'm Craig. talking about everything, like blowing up the situation in Cleveland, blowing up the situation in Boston. Think about just what he did in Boston, walking away from three of the great young players in the league, which could have been an absolute dynasty and might be without him anyway. Playing here with two of the great players in the game, it's never good enough. He always finds a way to blow it up. Well, here's what's so weird about Kyrie Irving's New York legacy. There are guys that came here and failed. There's a long list of guys we could spend all day on it. Sure. Kyrie Irving didn't come here and fail when he played. He just didn't play enough. Yep. And there were other things that caused this failure. So he's not Jason Bay. Jason Bay stunk. Right. It was that he didn't play enough. Right, you wanted more of And him. that's why... And it wasn't even injuries. Yeah, no. he had some, some. But it was not... He missed a lot of games for knucklehead Listen, reasons. It, when he injured his ankle in the Milwaukee series, which cost them the series and maybe cost him a championship, I don't blame Kyrie Irving. You'd be a fool to. Right. I blame Giannis because he's dirty. But everything else that happened, all was self-inflicted. Yeah. And so it's over. I don't have to worry about him anymore. But any net fan who tells you, oh, this is great, it's not great. The whole thing stunk. It didn't work. And they're not better off. They're not closer to a title today yeah. than they were a week ago. Right. Fired Kenny Atkinson because he and Durant wanted him fired. Then got rid of Nash, which was the right thing to do. Can't play for Jacques Vaughn, who seems like a lovely guy to play for. Uh, and by the way, when they were healthy, they had a 20-game stretch this year where they went 18-2. That's what's so frustrating. Meaning the reason, they were the odds-on favorite to maybe represent the East in the uh, they, championship. They were never the favorite, but they had a very good chance against Boston, and we're never going to find out. And yeah. why don't we find out? Because Kyrie Irving was disrespected yeah. by the fact that Nets wouldn't hand way, over much, a full max. How much money did he make as a net? Have you ever have you done that yet? Well, I mean, it's simply you guys look that up real quick? 37 a year. He did lose a little bit because of the vaccine so stuff. 100 mil? Yeah, he collected close to the full max. Ballpark, right? Yeah. So that's what fascinates me. The guy made $100 million, um, Give me the exact number, but he made about $100 million in three years, played in half the games that he could have played in, and he was disrespected. Think, just, think about that alone. Take everything else out of it. Made $100 million. Barely but played he was and was disrespected. But he was disrespected by not being guaranteed the next contract. Right. And, and I know there's a school of thought from some Net fans, and I get it, oh. who say, shut up and give it to him. Shut up and give it to him. Just give him everything because you got to keep these guys happy. It's your only chance to win. Yeah. But you can understand why an organization says, I can't just give you everything. You're not reliable. Right. You're great when you play. No one denies that. But you don't play enough. And I don't know what it's going to be in Dallas, but something else will happen. 
I don't know where his next team after Dallas will be, but guess what? Something else will happen. Always does. Celtic fans were right. They warned us as net fans, and they were right. There was always something. Yeah. And it stinks. Remember when he went in Boston, he took the microphone and goes, I want to sign here forever. And then six months later, he's uh, lighting sage and walking around. Remember when he said, I'll never leave seven alone? Well, he did. Yep, that's exactly right. Seven being, of course, uh, the often injured Kevin Durant. Who will be a former net either in the Shortly. next two days <laughs> or during the offseason. Like, that is the reality. Yeah. Like, they may survive till Thursday, and he may say, okay, I'll give it a shot with this team. Yeah. But Kevin Durant will not finish his career as a Brooklyn net. Yes. No shot. Yeah. And by the way, uh, the Nets were not allowed to trade Kyrie Irving for LeBron James. LeBron James cannot be traded. Where the currently. hell did that come from? I saw it on a blog somewhere. Uh, there's an NBA blog saying, why not just trade him for LeBron, put LeBron with KD, but uh, if you follow NBA rules, you cannot be traded within six months yeah. of, uh, of a new contract. That's a, a very contract. uninformed blogger. It was uh, it was like one of these like NBARUS.coms or something like uh, that. Hey! And I was like, no, you really can't do that because you're not allowed to. Yeah. Just bring up. Stupid. Here's uh, James and Glenrock on the fan. Jimmy, what's going on, Cookie? Hey, how you doing? Great. I think I might have broke a record of staying on hold the longest. Uh, I do apologize. It's Evan's <laughs> fault. Right. He told me not to take your call. I'm working. I I'm did. working into the Super Bowl. So uh, this whole Lane Johnson going offside or false start, you know, like yes, yes. There's been a lot of people saying against San forever. Francisco. Yeah. So, well, so there's two there's two aspects to it. There's a lot of people what, that, that think, Lane Johnson's getting away with false starts. Well, San Francisco fans watching that game felt like. He was a millisecond ahead of the snap. Right. I guess they did a research on it, other people, right, right. and said he's just so damn good, You don't, your eye doesn't recognize he's moving as the ball's moving. So what? That's what he's alluding may, may to. May I ask what the issue is, though? Right ahead. Cheating. What is the issue? That's not cheating. That's not cheating. Yeah. That's not cheating. Uh, James, go ahead. He's, he's getting a, he's getting a, a little... Head before the ball snaps. Yeah. What's the difference, in your opinion, between that and an official missing a hold or an umpire calling right. a strike on a pitch that's a ball? What's the difference? It affects the game. No, no, it's oh. the same. It's the umpire or referee in this case screwing up. Right, you don't blame Lane Johnson. You blame the refs for not calling. Yes, I mean, at. that's what I'm getting at. Like, that's not cheating. That's... Him being so good that he's fooling the official, and if there's anyone to be mad at, it would be the officials. Hey, can you call this guy, call false starts? Because if you start calling it, he won't be able to do it anymore. Well, that's what I'm hoping happens. Okay. It'll throw them off. It'll throw them off. Well, listen, I think if you have to figure Kansas City's brought that to the NFL's attention, because they'd be silly not to, and if they call the uh, false start on Lane Johnson first play of the game, yeah, theoretically... You know, that could have an impact. No, no, and I, I agree with that, and it should be called if it's called, but that is, to me, the same as an umpire calling a ball a strike. Yeah. That's it's, not it's cheating. It's an umpire's error. That's not cheating. No. Yeah, that's what I blame the officials. Yes. Get it right. Call yes. it. Yes. By the way, all you got to do is throw the flag. You throw the flag once or twice, you ain't going to do it anymore. Right. And if you don't throw the flag, if I'm an Eagle fan, good for him. By the way, to be fair also about Lane Johnson, whether he – and I thought he was – a little quick sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the best right tackle in football. That's part of why he's the best right tackle in football. Maybe. Maybe possibly, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I mean we, he's a let dude's a load. We throw 
the word cheating around way too liberally these days. Well, because Craig. you're uh, you're happy to have a quarterback that cheats at golf. Exactly. See what I'm saying? Callback. Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit A. Uh, Everybody's matter- a cheater. This guy's a cheater. That guy's a cheater. There's cheating, but then there's not cheating, but you just call it cheating. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, guy, the guy's going to give me audio real quick. I have that professional golfer, Keith Mitchell, who uh, called Aaron, Ra- Aaron Rodgers a cheater and said that his handicap was crap. So we'll get to that audio momentarily, okay? Wine, wine, wine. By the way, you don't win anything for that pro-am except for a trophy. Pride. That and the ego of saying, aha, winner. Well, I win, I win, I win, that kind of thing, right? If we played a one-on-one game of basketball, obviously there would be nothing on the line other than pride. You'd really want to win, though. You always want to win, of, of course. course. There's pride. It's, I like, take... it's like when we threw baseballs, and I have a torn labrum and rotator cuff. And I threw harder than And uh, you threw uh, an eighth of a mile per hour faster than me. I mean, you went home and told your whole family. It was two and a half miles an hour faster. And, yeah, I also told America, everybody listening. <laughs> I thought that we should have, like, a sport. I'll, I'll take you on in a three-point contest, too, while we're at it. You, you've stopped. I would. <laughs> you I would stop. take you on in a, one aspect of a sport, like, every week. Yeah. So, shooting threes one week. Whatever you want. Fastest pitch one week. Uh-huh. Greco-Roman wrestling Ooh, one week. <laughs> oh, man, let's, let's do that. You know what we ought to do would be funny? What? Why don't we put on those, um, the uh, the fat suits, what are they called? Oh, sumo wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That would be so much fun. I'm in. I would, I would do that. I am in. Meanwhile, I meant to tell you the other day, when I went to that, the Maxwell Award thing for Lucky, there's a guy wearing a suit. And he's got a pair of Nikes on. And I'm like, I, I respect that look. It's cool, clean, crisp look, right? And I take another look at the Nikes. And as you know, I'm a sneakerhead. I'm like, son of a bitch, if this guy doesn't have on the Dior Jordans. Now, for those of you that don't follow sneakers like I do, the Dior Jordans go for $17,000. Seventeen thousand? Yes. It's a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar sneaker. Now there's some other like ripoff models you can probably get, you know, for a lot less, but the authentic Dior Jordans are about a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar sneaker. And I'm saying to myself, first off, the guy's like a coach. How is this guy rocking twenty thousand dollar sneakers? Number two, if you bought twenty thousand dollar sneakers. You'd never wear them. I'm thinking the same thing. I would never take them out of the box. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> because one smudge, one crease, you're done. <laughs> right? Yes. I, I, I was shocked by that. <laughs> I, I would hide those sneakers in bubble wrap if yeah. I spent 25 like, grand on I was so bothered by that. That the guy was wearing $20,000 sneakers. You think he does that as a status I thing? think he does it to be a douche. You think he knows that guys like you will see it, look it up, and say, holy crap. I'd have to look it up. Like, as a sneaker guy, that's one of the holy grails. That you knew immediately? Yeah, you look at it. It's got, because it says, like, Dior in the stripe, in the swoosh right. of the Nike. Uh, and the guy's rocking him at, like, a high school football dinner in media Pennsylvania. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> And I'm saying to myself, like, even when I did make good money and I was I was doing great. You wouldn't do that? If I bought $20,000 sneakers, first off, I have my head examined. Right. Secondly, I would put them in a case on a shelf 
for people to admire. Well, I would never wear them. Well, how about those people that buy like really, 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 really expensive classic cars? Yeah. Do they ever drive them? Or do they put them away in a garage like, just to look uh, at? Jay Leno. Yeah. How often does he drive oh. the the 43 McLaren? He needs to stop messing around. Did you, you see what happened with Jay Leno? Well, messing with the car, trying to work on the car, it ex, you know, exploded. Yeah, yeah, like a fire, right? And he burned himself. He was in the hospital. And then, like, two weeks ago, he's on some sort of 1940s Indian motorcycle, and he crashed it. Oh, and is you know, that right? Yeah, wow. he's got to stop. So he's riding this stuff. Oh, yeah. No, so Jay he Leno. actually drives uh, the old cars Dude, he Dude, if you yeah. drove a $200,000 car, I'd be afraid. My legs would be shaking. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you this. He also, bad choice of words, came under fire, criticism. Because I guess once he recovered from these injuries, he uh, did a stand-up routine and made a Jeremy Renner joke. And everyone's like, the guy almost died like a week ago, saving his nephew from pending death. And you're mocking the guy for being run over by a snowblower thing? Yeah. Jay Leno's had a tough month. Oh, we're being sensitive. He's just making a joke. Dude, the guy's laying in the hospital on life support. Okay, okay. here's your problem. <laughs> I love Aaron Berg, right? You think he's funny? I think Aaron Berg is one of the top ten comedians in this country. Aaron Berg makes makes jokes far more quote unquote offensive than that. Uh, Yet you're choosing to be offended by Jay Leno saying that, I don't know. but not the eighty percent of things that come out of Aaron Berg's mouth. And I like Aaron Berg. I'm not even criticizing him. I mean, can't we wait for Renner to get out of the hospital? No, no. I- and then we, make fun of them? You're just making an example of that we pick things to be offended like, by. Like, to be fair, I've told you this story a million times. You're right. Like, Gilbert Gottfried did a comedy show yes. for uh, blind people. Good example, right? Uh, and I emceed it. And I bring Gottfried up on stage. And he goes, you know what I hate? I hate blind people. <laughs> right. And their audience roared. And he goes, you know why I hate them? Because those sticks always trip me on the sidewalk. They roared. Right. And then he went, he may said an even more offensive joke after that about kids. The right. audience roared. So why is this one, this is Renner joke, the thing like, oh, yeah. that's it. Oh, can you believe that? I will say this. Uh, that was one of the rare times where you look around a room. He made the joke about blind people. I'll just tell you what he said about why talk around it. And he's dead now, uh, Gilbert. May he rest in peace. Gilbert Godfrey makes the joke about blind people at a charity event for blind people. All right. Mm-hmm. And then he goes. But you know what I hate more than blind people? It's kids with cancer. And you look around the room, and it was very uncomfortable. Right. And it was like a pause, like, come on, man, you can't. What are you doing? Right. And then they laughed. So they did laugh. They ended up giving in and laughing. Yeah. And I, in my, I've done, as you know, I've done a lot of those shows. I've never seen that in my life before. A, forgot to have the balls to say that. B, for the audience to go from, maybe we shouldn't laugh at that one, and then laugh like it was the most hilarious thing they ever heard. I've never witnessed that in my life. It was the craziest thing ever. It is, man. I don't know sometimes. Right? Like, Like, comedy is great, and nothing should be off limits, but there are times... I think think, that should be off limits. No, but fair question. So what's the line, then? Yeah, well, I think when you're Gilbert Gottfried, you're accepted that. That's your deal. No, no, to you, Jeremy Renner's always crossing the line. Well, just while the guy's in the hospital. No, no, Once he gets out and he's fine, ha, ha, ha. Then it's okay. Now, if someone dies, how many days do you have to wait before a comedian can make a joke yeah, about that? Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. No, I, 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 I by the way, I'm not telling you what the right answer yeah. is. I just know that we all pick these lines of, okay, that's too much. Well, yeah. what's too much? Yeah. It's comedy.
It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. That uh, accused Aaron Rodgers of being a golf cheat? Yeah, let's so hear, you hear it. Right? I want to hear some more whining. Yes, His name please. is uh, Keith Mitchell. Uh, play it. Go. I think Josh and I won. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't count. Uh, his his handicap was crap. So I, I haven't looked. I think we were on 18. We might have been up there. But if if uh, if we finish second to Aaron, I consider us winning the trophy. I know you. You know you get how far. So he whined. A little, a little whining there, right? Whiny whinerson, yeah? I think we really won even though we lost. Well, listen, if you're going to lie about your handicap, you're going to be called a cheater. That's where it goes, Evan. So, memo to you, if you ever take up the game of golf, just play straight. I wouldn't have, dude, I've played golf twice in my entire life, now that I recall. Once in Jersey, once in Did Phoenix. you play lefty or righty? I'm a lefty. All right, sure. Yeah, and I wrote down my score. So, on the first hole, I got a 35, and I wrote it down. On the second hole, I got like a 22. I wrote it down. And I wasn't going to lie. And when I hear about people lying, I think to myself, you're just lying to yourself. Right. You can't go home and say you shot an 89, you shot a 96. Whatever the number is, right? Like, what good does that do? You know the truth. Yeah. It's like if I came in here and lied about my bowling scores. What what does that do? Nothing. I know the truth. And then when you get uh, exposed because you, you bowl with someone... They're like, how did you ever bowl a 230 when you just bowled a 72? And then you're embarrassed, and you know, story of your life. You, know, you go home, and uh, it's very upsetting to you. And then Evan says, well, you guys play with no bumpers. What do you, what do you expect? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're basically saying I'm Josh Allen? By the way, there was a golf tournament where they were giving away a Mercedes if you made a hole-in-one on the par three. So uh, these guys are on the green. They finish playing. They get in their golf cart. And there's usually a gal or a guy that, you know, sits in a chair to make sure that it's legitimate. Right. You know, because you're giving away like a fifty, sixty thousand dollar car. All right. So the guys pull the golf cart around the par three and they tip the cart over. Oh my God, maybe injuries. The gal gets up from the chair, of course, runs over to the golf cart to make sure everybody's okay. While she's tending to the golfer that is now been thrown out of the golf cart that's on its side, all of a sudden you hear three or four guys yelling, like, woohoo, unbelievable, we did it. She immediately turns around. There's golfers on the tee. They come down to the green after teeing off, and there's a ball in the hole. Right. One of those golfers got a hole-in-one. They win a Mercedes, $50,000, $60,000 car. Everybody goes home, unbelievable, blah, blah, blah. One of the guys in the group couldn't sleep that night. Because he knew it was a fraud. So he uh, picked up the phone, and he called the organizer of the tournament and said, listen, I have to confess to something. My foursome and the foursome in front of ours colluded to win the Mercedes (laughs) and split the money. We were going to sell it. So the guys that flipped the golf cart... Did it on purpose yeah. to distract the gal at the hole. They left the ball in the hole. The other guys don't even swing the club. When the girl's distracted, they all in unison, woohoo! It's kind of brilliant, actually. And he ratted all of them out. Yeah. How about that? He had a conscience. There you go. Bye, SNY. Thank you, Grubhub. It's actually like a brilliant... It's a br- 
Yes. Brilliant plan. Except that, you know, there's one guy who said, I, I can't do this. Yeah. yeah. They all got in a lot of trouble. You know, I've always wondered about, it's a much smaller scale, and I want to make this clear, I've never done it, but I've thought about it. You know when you're going into a parking lot, you take a ticket? Yeah. And then you park, and then when you leave, it reads how many hours you were there for. Yes. And it charges you. Yeah, like at the airport. I've never done this before, to make yeah. this clear. Yeah. But I've always thought, what would stop me after yeah. I'm done shopping or doing what I'm doing to just go to the front, press the button, yeah. take the new fresh ticket. I'll tell you what. And go. Because you can't. What do you mean? Because it's it's based on weight. Oh, really? Yeah. If you went up there, just walked on and, and pushed the button. It wouldn't work. It will not give you a ticket. Fascinating. It's weight-based. Gotcha. Yeah. So everyone's... Yeah, didn't you, think that, didn't you think that plan was just a little too simple? <laughs> I did, but I always wondered, like, what would happen? Yeah. I never did this because, A, I would be afraid, yeah. and I, I just feel bad. Those, uh, those ticket machines are based on weight. There's, a, there's like, a, when you're driving on top of... It's not a scale, well, but, but it's like a scale. But how much weight? Like, let's say me, oh, Big no, Mac, more and you than, were standing there. No, 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 no. We like three have no guys. shot. You can get 10 guys. You're not three guys, one of which are overweight. Him, Big Mac, not but, you. Fair Him. enough. Him. You know, that wouldn't be 600 enough. 600 pounds is not getting that thing to come out. Really? Yeah, and, and what are you, you doing it to save how much money? $18? I'm just asking the question. Right. I mean, they were trying to win a $60,000 car at least. Right? You're doing to save $18. I'm just asking. Yeah, that's fine. It's a fair question. Thank you. I think everyone's probably contemplated that at some point. You've thought about it, though, right? Well, listen, uh, have you ever parked inside the parking garage across from Barclays? No, I'm not an idiot. I park on the street every single time. Oh, we've all thought about it. All thought about it. No, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like sixty-five dollars. No, game that's night. why you park on the street. Nah, I'm going to Barclays in forty minutes. I yeah. will park on the street. Yeah. It won't be a problem. Lugie will tell you every time I've taken him, he sees what happens. Yeah, nothing, no shenanigans. I park legally. Yeah, well. it is so easy to park on the street at both Madison Square Garden and Barclays Center. I don't want to give the secrets away, but just trust me, you can do it. You don't have to spend fifty dollars to park.